Hi, welcome to Rest is Best, a podcast brought to you by Healthy and Sleep. My name's Laura, and I firmly believe that when it comes to sleep, rest is best, and how you get there is a unique and personal journey between you and your little one. But let's face it, sometimes navigating that journey can be exhausting. That's why I've created this podcast. It's for mums, dads, and parents-to-be who want practical, effective, and uncomplicated advice to help you and your family get a little more rest. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, welcome to episode one of Rest is Best. I'm so, so excited to be here for the first episode. Um, And I thought probably best to start off with a bit of an introduction. Um, So some of you may know me from Instagram, some of you may know me from my website or my blog, and some of you are probably my friends and family. So this is going to be extra embarrassing for me, knowing that you're all listening to my voice. Um, So I am Laura, obviously. I'm originally from Melbourne, Australia, which you can probably hear in my Bogan accent. Um, But I've lived in London for the last six years and met my husband through work and we had our son Farley in 2020. I originally studied primary school teaching at university, but I've spent the last 10 or so years working in retail and technology. And whilst on mat leave in 2020, I, like so many other mothers who go on mat leave, decided to start a motherhood blog. I called the blog Farley and Me, and although I started it for a bit of fun, I very quickly came to see the value in having an online community, particularly one of other mums. Because of COVID, I, like so many of you, spent the majority of my mat leave in lockdown, separated from friends and family. And so I really came to rely on engaging with my Instagram and blog community to feel less isolated. One topic of discussion which came up quite a lot was, of course, sleep. After sleep training Farley at four months, I knew a fair bit about sleep because it really interested me. So I'd read a lot and I started sharing tips and tricks on Instagram and I had a flood of messages. I had mums messaging me daily, asking for guidance and support. And I thought, wow, so many of us need help with this. So I reached out to the sleep coach whose program we had used with Farley, shout out to Becca, and I asked her how she became a pediatric sleep consultant. She directed me to the Cradle Coach Academy, and after 200 hours of coursework, 70 hours of volunteer work, I became a fully certified baby and toddler sleep coach, and I officially launched Healthy and Sleep in June 2021. Since then, I've worked one-to-one with families across the world and supported hundreds of families through my Halcyon sleep guides. Now, you're probably wondering why Halcyon. I chose the name Halcyon sleep because the word Halcyon means a period of time in the past that was idyllically happy and peaceful. I thought that was a pretty cool play on words with the idea that I could bring uh, happiness and peacefulness back to families by improving their sleep. But it turns out that no one really knows how to say Halcyon or what it means. So a potentially poor marketing choice for my brand. But hey-ho, we're here now. There's no going back. 
So the intro is over. Thank you for listening. Now let's get into the reason that you're probably all here today, which is to find out more about what happens to your baby's sleep at four months and why does everything seem to go off the rails from this point onwards. This moment for me is the whole reason I'm sat in front of this microphone today speaking to you about sleep. Farley had been an okay sleeper during the newborn phase, but at 12 weeks, something dramatically shifted, literally overnight. I'll never forget that day. I went to put him down for his first nap and he just screamed and screamed for an hour. I was like, WTF. Uh, This continued for the whole day and then at bedtime too. And as the days went on, it just got worse and worse. His naps went from, you know, anywhere between 45 minutes to an hour to 20 minutes. And he went from waking two to three times a night to seven times a night. And on some nights, every hour. I was absolutely knocked for six. I read so many things online about what it could be. And I came to the conclusion that it must be this thing called the dreaded four-month sleep regression. Only it had happened at three months. Now, you might say, wow, you sleep trained Farley at four months, so you only put up with this for like four weeks. But on top of the already huge amount of sleep debt that I've built up with a newborn, this became unbearable. Four weeks on three hours a night sleep felt like four years. So let's actually look at the science behind what is happening here. If you've had a baby and are struggling with sleep, then you've probably heard of the term sleep cycles. A sleep cycle describes the pattern of sleep that every single human experiences. Each cycle is made up of two types of sleep, REM sleep and NREM sleep, otherwise known as active sleep and quiet or deep sleep. As we cycle through these different types of sleep, we experience different features. In babies, you'll very quickly come to recognize these if you tune into what's happening when they fall asleep. The first feature many parents recognize, although they may not realize at the time, is those beautiful sleepy smiles that newborns do a few minutes after they've dozed off. It's the cutest thing ever. And it's also an indication that your baby is in almost like a pre-phase of sleep. This is when they're actually falling asleep. As they move into a deeper sleep, you'll notice they become harder to rouse, their breathing gets heavier, and this is when most parents have success popping their little ones down so they can run to the loo. Once they cycle out of that deep sleep, they come to REM or active sleep, and this is where thoughts are consolidated, memories are stored, and this is where we dream. It's also where they're very easily woken. Now, isn't it crazy that none of this was actually known before 1952? We had such a limited understanding about sleep until that point, and this was a real turning point in sleep research and understanding the structure of infant sleep. Another amazing discovery is that a newborn sleep cycle actually appears before they're even born. Around 38 weeks gestation, your baby is cycling in and out of these two phases of sleep. As your baby is adjusting to life outside of the womb, their sleep cycles are pretty straightforward. They spend 50% of their time in active sleep and 50% of their time in a deeper sleep. Newborns are not born with an internal body clock. This is a function that develops over the first few months of life and is the reason many babies have day and night confusion until around 10 weeks. At this point, you might start to see longer stretches of more consolidated sleep at night. But what happens next? 
Usually between 12 weeks and 16 weeks, something shifts. This happens to every single human being. However, every baby will experience this change slightly differently. They become much more sensitive and unsettled when transitioning through sleep states, and their total sleep needs are much lower. The length of a sleep cycle doesn't actually change drastically, but the architecture of their sleep states rapidly shifts. They spend more time in NREM sleep or deep sleep, and the way they transition in and out of sleep stages changes too. Many babies find this really unsettling. This is where you may notice frequent night wakings and really short naps, and also for many babies, early rising. This is because your baby becomes so much more sensitive to what is going on as they shift in and out of their sleep cycles. You may notice in the day they've gone from napping 45 minutes to an hour, some maybe even longer, to literally waking up at 33 minutes on the dot every time. This is the end of their sleep cycle, and usually at this age, it can be really tough to get them back to sleep. Nighttime is a totally different ball game. A sleep cycle at night is usually 90 minutes long, but your little one might be making up, waking up every hour. At the start of the night, it's probably fairly easy to get them back to sleep by either feeding or rocking or patting, but once it gets to about 3 a.m., it can be really difficult to get them back to sleep. This is because every time they go through a sleep cycle, the architecture of that sleep cycle changes slightly. Now, if we look at sleep cycles from, say, 11 p.m. to 7 a.m., there's about five usually, and each cycle looks slightly different. So at the beginning of the night, when there's a lot of sleep pressure and your little one is super tired, they're going to be spending about 75% of that sleep cycle in deep sleep. Now, as you move towards the early morning between 4 and 5 a.m., that changes dramatically and they're only spending about 20% of that sleep cycle in a deep sleep. This is why early rising is so, so common And if they can push through that five o'clock mark, they then fall back into a deeper sleep. And there's about 30% of deep sleep in that final sleep cycle. So I feel like I've absolutely nerded out on sleep science here, but hopefully you took something away from all of that. And the reason your baby is waking so frequently is starting to make a little more sense. Now, when it comes to sleep coaching, we look at infant sleep cycles and we look at the way that they fall asleep. It's widely accepted that the method of sleep initiation, whether that be independent or non-independent, has been reported to influence sleep behavior and disturbances throughout the rest of the night. Now, essentially what that means is however your child falls asleep at the beginning of the night, whether that's being held or rocked or fed, as they transition out of these sleep cycles, especially between four and five months when they're really unsettled and really sensitive to what's going on, they will look for that same sleep association that got them to sleep in the first place to get them back to sleep. For some babies, that might be as simple as popping the dummy back in. Uh, For others, it might mean you need to get up and feed them back to sleep or rock them back to sleep. It's going to be so different for every single one of you. Now, you may have heard the term 
biologically normal when it comes to infant sleep. And this is biologically normal. It is normal for your child to develop a sleep association, and it's also normal for them to wake up and look for that sleep association throughout the night. You should rock and hold and feed and cuddle your baby to sleep as much as you want, particularly in the fourth trimester. Now, you can continue to do this forever if you like. Um, There is absolutely nothing wrong with feeding and rocking and doing whatever it takes to get your child to sleep. But for many families, this becomes a bit of an unsustainable pattern of behavior. Um, having to be there to guide your baby to sleep every single time they wake in the night um, for every single nap and bedtime can be utterly exhausting. And that's where sleep coaching can help. The reason that this sleep regression or sleep progression, as I like to call it, is different from any other sleep regression is that this is a permanent change in your baby's sleep biology. And it's not a matter of putting up with this for a couple of weeks and then they go back to sleeping like they were as a newborn. They're only going to become more and more aware of the world around them and sleep will become a lot less interesting as your baby gets older. This is when many families choose to teach their baby to fall asleep independently of them. And all that means is you guide your baby to fall asleep without being rocked, without being fed, without being driven around in the car or in the pram. And you show them that they can actually do this on their own. Most babies are ready to learn these independent sleep skills by around four or five months. Once they've gone through this shift in their sleep biology, they're developmentally ready to learn to fall asleep independently. You just have to show them how to do it. There are a few different ways that you can teach your child to fall asleep independently, but I really recommend working with a sleep coach or a sleep consultant like myself to help guide you and keep you on track and make sure that you feel really confident in going through this journey with your little one. Sometimes the thought of doing something different or teaching your child something new can be scary or it might make you feel a bit anxious. But if this is the right thing for you and your family, then I say go for it. I have never worked with a baby or a client who hasn't gone on this journey and just felt incredible afterwards. Uh, You know, the whole family is getting the sleep that they need, their baby is happy, and they have just done something that feels so right for their family. So if you had any other questions, please head to my website where there's loads more information or check me out on Instagram at Healthy and Sleep. I'm always there to answer your questions. Um, my DMs are always open, so I would be more than happy to see you there. I hope you enjoyed this first episode of the Rest is Best podcast. Uh, sleep cycles and sleep regressions are a part of life. But I hope you've left this episode with a little bit of a better understanding of what is going on and what steps you can take to get a little more rest. 
please don't forget to subscribe. And if you turn on automatic downloads on the Rest is Best podcast in your settings, you will have access to each episode live as soon as it lands. And if you could give me a rating, I would be eternally grateful. Thank you. See you in two weeks.